Earth to Dan. I'll be there, I said to her. 6.30, you're the best. Jenna made a smooching noise into the mouthpiece and hung up. I looked at the phone for a moment, remembered our own wedding day. It was a mistake for me to get married. It is a mistake for me to get too close to people, and yet I can't help it. It is in humans' DNA to repeat the same mistakes, even after we know better. So here I am, the poor orphan who scraped his way up to the top of his class at an elite Ivy League school, but never really scraped off who he was. Corny, but I want someone in my life. Alas, that is not destiny. I am a loner who isn't meant to be alone. I forego the knocker and rap on the door lightly with my knuckles. The door creaked open a crack. I hadn't realized that it was ajar. I didn't like that either. I should go right now. In fact, I will. But then I flashed back to China's call to the words she'd said, the trembling in her voice. I sighed, leaned my face toward the opening, peered into the foyer. Darkness. China? My voice echoed. No reply. I slip the door open a little, take a tentative step forward. Dan, I'm in the back. Come in. The voice was muffled, distant. I opened the door, stepped inside, and closed the door behind me. Others in my position would have brought a gun or some kind of weapon. I had thought about it, but that just doesn't work for me. No one was home. China had told me that, and if they were, well, I would handle that when the moment came. China? Go to the den. I'll be there in a second. The voice sounded... off. I saw a light at the end of the hall and moved toward it. There was a noise now. I stopped and listened. Sounded like water running. A shower, maybe. China? Just changing. Out in a second. I moved into the low-lit den. I thought I heard somebody whisper. China! I called out. No answer. I stood, listened for more whispering. Nothing. I started toward the back toward where I heard the shower running. I'll be right out, I heard the voice say. I pulled up, felt a chill, because now I was closer to the voice, I could hear it better, and here was the thing I found particularly strange about it. It didn't sound at all like China. Three things tugged at me. One, panic. This wasn't China. Get out of the house. Two, curiosity. If it wasn't China, who the hell was it and what was going on? Three, panic again. It had been China on the phone, so what had happened to her? I took one step toward where I'd come in, and that was when it all happened. A spotlight snapped on in my face, blinding me. I stumbled back, hand coming up to my face. Dan Mercer? I blinked. Female voice, professional. Deep tone, sounded oddly familiar. Who's there? 
Suddenly there were other people in the room, a man with a camera, another with what looked like a boom mic, and the female with the familiar voice, a stunning woman with chestnut brown hair and a business suit. Wendy Tynes, Eyewitness News. Why are you here, Dan? I opened my mouth. Nothing came out. I recognized the woman from the TV news magazine. Why have you been conversing online in a sexual manner with a thirteen-year-old girl, Dan? We have your communications with her. The one that sets up and catches pedophiles on camera for all the world to see. Are you here to have sex with a twelve-year-old girl? The truth of what was going on here hits me, freezing my bones. Other people flooded the room. Producers, maybe? Another cameraman? Two cops? The cameras come in closer. Beads of sweat pop up on my brow. I start to stammer, start to deny. But it's over. Two days later, the show airs. The world sees. And the life of Dan...